0: This call is being recorded.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to the Locked On Bama podcast. Luke Robinson along with Jimmy Stein. As always, Jimmy, how are you today? Flowing smoothly, man.
0: It's flowing smoothly. I, I, day four? I, day four?
1: I'm picking day up four. what you're putting down, baby. You sound like a beatnik. I like it.
0: <laughs> day four of Locked On, and <laughs> we are locked in and locked on. We're, we're locked in and locked on.
1: And I mean, there's so many locks going on around here. You'd think we were, uh, uh, an overprotective father's chastity belt.
0: <laughs> I, I I wore an involuntary chastity belt all through high school. So I know this language. I call it involuntary. It wasn't purposeful, but yeah. there it well, was. Well, that's,
1: that's, my chastity belt. I, you know, I, I was like, look, the combination to my chastity belt is the same as the combination to my luggage. One, two, three, four, five. Um, but Jimmy, we're gonna go ahead and get we're gonna go ahead and get started today because you, my friend, we are gonna talk some wide receiver and um running back, not wide receiver, offensive line and running back recruiting today, but you had a rant, and I want you I rant. to rant away, my friend.
0: I'll try not to curse. But well, go for it. This subject does get me a little upset. It, it sort of has to do with the with the with the name image likeness stuff that's dominated the news this week because California passed its bill. Now other states are going to pass similar legislation. In Florida says so they're going to pass legislation that would be enacted in 2020. So this is right on top of this, and it's clearly going to happen in some form because we can't have it done 50 different ways in 50 different states. So I'm sure the NCA is soon. Going to come up with the broad based rules that, that that just sort of allow this. They're sort of forced into it and it's gonna happen. And I'm not really taking a position on it. Uh I, I'm I'm fine uh as a as a huge fan of college football. I I'm fine with anything that benefits the players. Uh I, I want the players to, to get greater benefits uh for all sorts of reasons. Number one, they 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 are very susceptible to, to injuries and uh injuries that could affect them the rest of their lives and I, I, I think that uh, I'm fine with, with players getting as much uh possible that makes sense. But l- let me just talk about unintended consequences. When we think we're doing good to help the players, okay, we think we think this is great. This will help the players. This sounds more fair because we've been unfair to the players. So let's make rules that make life more fair to these poor kids. So this is – Happened early in the Nick Saban tenure, and I'm sure a lot of you remember this because it felt like a lot of the rule changes happened because of Nick Saban. There was this perception that Alabama's roster was better than everyone else's because Nick was signing 32, 33, 34 players <laughs> every year uh, through through back counting and forward counting and his Arabian counting and all the sort of fuzzy math that Nick is better at than everyone else. So Alabama was signing more than 25 every single year, and it was really confusing, a lot of the, the 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 people out there, and they felt like, okay, this must be what's happening at Alabama. They oversign. Now they're over 85. or way over 85. They've oversigned, so they have to cut kids. They have to cut their scholarships and tell them, okay, we're bringing in 34-star freshmen, so you juniors – uh that aren't in the lineup, you're losing your scholarship. That was the perception from the outside. Now, I happen to know a lot of stuff that goes on in the inside, and that was never happening. I was never thinking per coaches on the staff at Alabama, Nick Saban has never cut a player at Alabama for performance. Now we even have rules against it. Now if you wanted to do it, you can't because since then there's been some rules enacted that don't allow you to cut scholarships for performance. You can only cut a player for discipline or academic reasons. Uh, You can't cut a player because he's just not good enough. So when Alabama was oversigning, there was this wave of outrage. There was even some guy, and thank goodness I didn't remember his name because if I remembered his name, I would rant about this every day. There was a guy that even created oversigning.com, and it was a website that detailed uh, or, or waxed poetically about the abuses that coaches like Nick Saban do by their oversigning leading to all these players getting cut and losing their scholarships or going up to a kid the day before signing day and say, hey, you know how we promised you a scholarship? Well, we don't have one for you. We 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 had too many kids committed, so you can't mm-hmm. sign tomorrow. And all of these things these horror stories about how oversigning is an evil thing and all these kids are getting abused. And there were real stories out there that were not related to Alabama, but other stories. I remember one at LSU in particular. Oversigning, and Alabama wasn't the only one doing it, just one of many, oversigning did lead to several instances of some players being treated unfairly. That is a fact. I'm the first to admit it. That is a fact. Some oversigning led to abuses because if you give coaches an inch, they're like everybody else. They'll take a mile, and coaches were abusing the oversigning rules in some instances. So, thanks to oversigning.com guy and this wave of, oh my gosh, can you believe these evil, multi million dollar, Dr. Evil coaches do this to these poor, defenseless 18 year old kids? We need new rules. And basically, oversigning to an extent was stopped. There is now, thanks to all of the outrage, a hard 25 rule, and teams are limited to signing 25 a year. You can sign some kids over 25. If you had not brought in 25 the year before, and they are early entry kids that can sign in December. So you, that's why if Alabama signs 27 or 28 this year, that's the reason why Alabama can do that. They had room, and they're early entry guys. So some oversigning still takes place. But the point is, and this is the, the long point of the rant, it's much harder to do. It's not like it was early in the Saban, uh era. It's much harder to oversight now because of all these rules that they implemented specifically because some group or some guy was saying that we're abusing and using the kids and they're, getting, they're losing their scholarships and getting cut, and this is all terrible and evil, evil and unethical. So we did it, and everybody was like, great, yay, we have these new rules. No more abuses. We won't hear these stories anymore. Well, guess what's happened? Now what's happened? Look what we did for the players. This is what we did for the players since the hard 25 was enacted and i'm sorry that the only example i have is alabama because it's the only program i know inside and out and i know everything going on there alabama has never entered fall camp with 85 on scholarship never not once now it's not like they're at 73 no they're usually at 84 83 82 i would guess the average without knowing just like this this year i think the number was 82 I think Alabama is normally at 82 because of the rules. Alabama's never been at 85. Now, now you can get to 85 by awarding walk-on scholarships. Alabama awarded Giles Amos a scholarship. So some teams get back to the 85 by giving scholarships to walk-ons who are already on the team and who would earn playing time. Now, if Alabama is at 82 and Nick Saban, as we all know, he's a hard-ass, about the oversigning and getting as much kids on the roster as he can. It is very fair, very fair to assume that if the new rules mean Alabama's no longer bringing 85 to camp every year, they're only bringing 82, it's very fair to assume everyone else is because everyone else is under the same rules and under the same regulations as Alabama. So if Alabama's at 82, it's fair to say everyone else is. As a matter of fact, it's even more fair to say They're below 82 because they're not all hard asses like Nick. Nick will work all day and all night to get as many kids as he can because he knows it's an advantage to him. So probably everyone else is under 82, but let's just say everyone is at 82. Now I'm pretty bad with the math as we all know. I'm terrible at technology. I'm worse at math. If everyone in the SEC enters fall camp short three scholarships and there's 14 teams in the league, I'm pretty sure that means we're 42 under. We're 42 under. The SEC has room for 42 more kids. That's 42 more kids that can go to college. That's 42 more kids that are in universities and not on the streets. It's 42 more kids that don't have to enter the job market. They can go to a fantastic place to get an education like the University of Georgia, the University of Florida, Vanderbilt University, 42 kids That's just in the SEC. There's five power conferences. Five times 42 is 200. There's a there's 10 total conferences. If everyone's 14, if everyone is three under, and there's 130 schools. I mean, again, terrible math. I think that's 390. So. What did we do for the players, Luke? What did we do? We said, oh my God, these three or four kids per year were getting screwed by unethical coaches. So let's change all the rules because we have to save the players from this evil system. What did we do? We have cost 390 opportunities for kids to go to college for free. That's what we did for the players. And no one talks about it. No one talks about it. No one's bothered to count up the carnage left by this problem that wasn't even a problem. Or maybe it was a small problem. Now we've got a huge one. So for all the people out there that are so excited about paper play and we're finally being fair to the players. We're finally doing something for them, we better make damn sure we are, because we screwed kids with the oversigning deal. We screwed kids. There are kids on the streets, not in college couldn't continue to play football, couldn't go better their lives. Because when we think of college football players, Luke, we think of Tua, we think of Trevor, we think of Zion Williamson. How many kids can me and you, Luke, name at Alabama that no one will ever hear of because they've gone to school and they played football, but they're going to get degrees and have families, and they're better off because they got to play college football. Not everyone is Tua. I agree. Tua, Trevor, Zion, those kids are Taken advantage of. They generate millions for their school and they don't get millions in return. But college football is just as much about the third team wheel linebacker at Southern Miss than it is about TUA. These rules affect everyone. And by now creating a new professional league with all of those costs, this is going to be what happens. Football programs that barely operate on the edges will fold. They cannot compete. They won't spend the money and they will just decide that football is not for them. Now what have we done for the kids? We'll we'll, we'll do a hell of a lot for the Tua's and the trevors But what are we doing for everybody? Probably screwing them. So, that's my rant.
1: Well, this feel good story was brought to you by <laughs> Jimmy Stein. <laughs> I told you to get upset Jesus. about it. Jesus. I, I mean get upset about it. Yeah. I mean, you know, usually we have a rant about, like, why the hell did they quit selling uh, nacho oh, my, oh, not, cheese flavored Pringles? Not,
0: not,
1: not. we've screwed the children.
0: <laughs> um, but, I know. But I, I got to say, but I think there's a reason to be. Does it all make Am, am I crazy? I mean, is that right? I mean, you no, might not agree. no, I think agree, it makes but... a lot of sense.
1: No, I t- I totally agree. And again, Jimmy, this goes back to everything we do today in society. We have knee-jerk reactions to everything and we think the only way to fix the um perceived wrong would be to immediately take action without ever considering the consequences. We also everybody is guilty before they, uh, before you ever hear the, the whole story. Um, now, this is something we can get into it here in just a second. However, if you like good stories, i.e. you want to go see a play or you want to see a feel-good college football team live in person, you know where you should go, Vivid Seats. I do. Vivid Seats. Ma- make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a
0: discount of up to $100, Jimmy. Major League yeah. Baseball use promo code POSTSEASON. They're giving away $100. That's giving away $100 to go see a concert or sports. It was, or a play. You'd pick it
1: up. The Vivid Seats app has $100 on the ground. Pick it up, people.
0: <laughs> and Think about the children. It's just like. It's just laying there, pick it up. People will pick it up. Nobody walks by a yeah, hundred dollar bill. I remember Don't be a lazy jackass. From <laughs> lean over, pick money. up the hundred bucks. Pick up the if you're like walking past a baseball stadium, let's say you're walking Fenway Park and you're like, Huh, the Red Sox are playing in there. Boy, those tickets are expensive. But there's a hundred dollar bill laying on the ground, blowing in the wind, you might probably pick it up and go in the stadium. Be, you'd be crazy not to.
1: Now there may be no. some terms and conditions. I may not be right about this, but it seems to me, based on that live read, that if if the if the tickets are one hundred and one dollars and you use a promo code, you're in for a buck. That that may not be true. I don't really know, but I'm. I mean, just try it out. I'd look you, into I'd, it. I'd, everyone. Look, into, look it.
0: into it. You should look, look into, into it. it.
1: Um, look into it. All right, so Jimmy, based on your feel good moments here. Uh, I think yeah, we'll yeah. segue into running back recruiting here for a second. We may not have time to <laughs> get to uh, the the uh, the offensive line, which, which I know everybody finds to be the sexiest of all recruiting talk. The
0: offensive line, um, the big ugly—I call them the big uglies. I'm affectionate about it, but I do call them the big uglies. Yeah, the what? The what what is, the line, not the running back? What does
1: Kirk Herbstreit say? The hog mollies. <laughs> and, no. and I think.
0: I I've somehow missed him saying that, but that's great.
1: Oh, he's called them the Big Hog Mollies. Oh yeah, that I think that sounds like um, that sounds like the name of a good biker gang.
0: NFL offensive uh, linemen are just so <laughs> huge. I, I go to the Senior Bowl functions every single year. While I live in Mobile, Alabama. Everybody that listens to the podcast. Knows where I live near Mobile. Actually, I live in Daphne, Alabama. But I'm I'm, I'm uh, involved with a Senior Bowl and I go to a lot of Senior Bowl functions. Let me tell you, when you walk in a room. With the best offensive line prospects in the country, it is stunning how big some of these dudes are—just stunning, just monsters, man. Most of them are nice guys, though.
1: Yeah, they're sweethearts.
0: Nice, nice monsters. Nice monsters. You know, the biggest monsters have
1: the biggest hearts, Jimmy.
0: Um, so Wait, let's, let's see, talk. My r- wife met uh, who is it? our center, of Bozeman, Bradley. Yeah, Bozeman, Bradley Bozeman. Yeah, my wife met him. They they, they talked for like. 15 minutes she loved his uh on the field proposal to his uh to his girlfriend and they're still married now and, and uh but anyway i remember uh they talked for 10 he, he told he told her the whole we just met him and he told her the whole story because she was so interested in it and uh it's one of the things i remember every year about going to the sea pole now is like wow uh these guys are just you know most of them are just couldn't be nicer last year you know i met i met daniel jones I'm pretty good at picking out the quarterbacks i spent a yeah. few minutes with daniel jones he could not have been nicer uh also met uh drew Locke. uh met the big quarterback from buffalo tyree jackson who's you know tyree jackson who's just huge uh and uh nice guys daniel jones was 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 really uh, a super guy so when, when you meet him and, and i'm i say meet him you know he talked to him for five minutes but couldn't have been more polite. Great, And now, now you, you find yourself rooting for the guys. What's so cool about it? You find yourself rooting for him later. Like, man, he was such a nice guy. I'm so happy that he's having success. Hey, he is kicking some
1: that. tail. There's no question. Uh, running backs. So we've got two yeah. committed. Roydale Williams from Hueytown being the first. We can talk about him for a second. I like him a lot. Um, I He plays. You seen, in him? One of, you seen him in person? I have not seen him in, person. Him in person. I've just watched. I just watched a video, and then I know, you know, he's playing 6A ball, so he's upper classification, um, and he looks pretty doggone well-built. And every – you know, I do a scoreboard show every Friday night, and um, I'll, every night I check on on his progress in Hueytown. And, you know, he's having two, three, four touchdown nights. You know, he's had a 95-yard touchdown, I think, this year. He, you know, he's just scoring a lot. He, he's doing what a guy playing running back that's a four-star – you know, borderline five-star running back at, at Hueytown should be doing, and that's that's kicking butt.
0: Yep. Uh, I, I I like Roy Dell even before. When Roy Dell, when I first watched tape of Roy Dell Williams, his rank in the composite was down around the 200s or lower, I think. I mean, I think that was the first time I watched this tape. I knew what his ranking was, so I sort of expected to see a, 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 a certain player. Like, oh, he's not going to be very big, or his speed must not be what it's self-reported. Then I watched the tape, and I'm like, why in the hell isn't this guy a national top 100 guy? He looked to me the first time I watched him like a national top 100 player. I thought he was grossly underranked. And since that time, I was somewhat right. And since since then, every time a ranking comes out, Roy Dell goes up and up and up. And I still don't think he's in the top 100, but he's close. He's like 110, somewhere around there. and it's getting closer to where he should be. He should even be higher than where he's at because not only did I immediately think of him as a national top 100 player, he's gotten better. This kid's gotten bigger, stronger. I saw some senior clips the other day. I think Roy Dell is great. I, I, I use the word elite for the best, and I, I think he's elite. I really do. I, that, that, to me, is someone that I would say is in the top 10% of, of power five prospects uh, at, at his position. To me, you're elite if you're top 10% among the power 5 prospects, at your spot and and to me roydell's elite. Uh I I wouldn't say he checks every box, but he checks most boxes. He's going to be surrounded by great talent at Alabama. He catches the ball. Uh, there's no there's no floor with him, Luke, because what's the knock? I, I I I know he's not huge, but he's not small. I know he's not super fast, but he ain't slow. He moves the chains, he hits home runs, he catches the ball. He's been Highly productive in a pretty dang competitive league up there. I love Roy Dell. I expect Roy Dale Williams to be an instant impact player at Alabama if he's healthy. And by instant impact, I think it's fair. Myself, I'm sort of expecting him to see him be maybe as, as high as our third back next season. That's how good I think he is. You there, Luke. Hey,
1: my bad. First, te- first technical problem. You there? Yeah. Can yeah. You hear me? Yes. I had it on mute because I, I, I'm sorry, everybody. I had it on mute. I'm, I'm learning this just like everybody else. Um, but uh, yeah. oh, you'll deal with it. You get what you pay for, people. Um, why, why are you listening to us? You should be on Vivid Seats app. Exactly, um, hundred dollar bills anyway. laying
0: on the ground outside stadiums. Do you hear the breaking news? Hundred dollar bills laying on the ground outside stadiums.
1: No, uh, what I was going to say was he—he's actually eighty sixth in the twenty four seven rankings. I'm not sure if that's the composite or the um, or I think that's the, 24/7. Uh, the just the yeah. That's 24/7. So I mean, this
0: not that. I go by the composite, but to be brutally, brutally honest and unfair to my friends that work for other networks, but I honestly believe 24 seven has the best rankings because they have the biggest collection of the best people in the business. Evaluators. So, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Evaluators. I, I think they do. And uh, the other, uh, the other organizations are really, really good. And I'm a hundred percent appreciative of their efforts because I love this stuff. But, uh, Shannon Terry and the 24 seven network uh, accumulated the best collection of uh, recruiting evaluators in the industry, in my opinion. So I I do tend to give more credence to their rankings. That's just my personal opinion.
1: Um, Kyle Edwards from Louisiana, three-star guy, ranked nationally in the four hundreds. A lot of people believe he, his ranking will go way up. Of course, his former teammate is now playing for LSU and was a five-star kind of guy or a high four-star. Um, But, you know, I've tried to keep up with him some. It doesn't seem like he's setting the world on fire, but Alabama must have seen something in him. What do you know about this kid?
0: Alabama had him in camp. So, first of all, Alabama's got a real up-close, hands-on look with him. They loved him in camp. He immediately made it onto their list of, hey, here's someone we're interested in. I do think uh, Alabama's focus or efforts early on was trying to land Zach Evans' a five-star running back from Houston that may be arguably the very best running back prospect in the country. I think Alabama's efforts were all sort of focused on Zach for months and, and and Kyle Edwards was sort of like uh, a backup plan, but I don't mean that in a rude sense. I just mean that, you know, when you're Alabama, you can only take two running backs, (laughs) you know, so just because you're the third running back on the board, that's hardly insulting. That's actually a heck of a compliment, but, uh, Things kind of fell through with Zach. He had a lot of behavioral issues. I think he got in a, a dispute with his high school coach. and I, I, I'm not saying Alabama dropped him. I, I don't know what's happened. All I know is I think a lot of the focus was on Zach Evans, and then Alabama sort of got out of the Zach Evans recruitment. And when they did, Kyle Edwards was was, was the first guy they apparently called, and, and, uh, and he committed. So Alabama likes him a lot. Alabama, I'm sure, doesn't agree with where his current rankings are, uh, and that's fine. Uh, Myself, Kyle Edwards is definitely an SEC back, definitely an SEC back. I'll just say I'm not as high on him as I am am on Roy Dell. Um, I'd like to see more. He's kind of been a backup this year. He's the starter, but his team blows a lot of of the opponents out. He doesn't get a lot of carries. Uh, Sort of a big back to me in the sense that this is a move the chains possession back as opposed to a home run hitter. A uh, Great kid, by the way. Great kid. He's going to be really good in the clubhouse. Uh, I like the pickup. I know yesterday we did a long uh, diatribe about the wide receivers, and I talked about how Theo Jones Bell's a superstar. And I like Holden. I like Javon Baker. I put Kyle Edwards in that class. I like him. Definitely an SEC player. Definitely a good player. Definitely a take. I'll just be a little surprised if he's a star. That's just my opinion. And as you know, Luke, better than anybody else, I'm. Highly subject to being wrong, and when I say I doubt a kid will be a star, I, I get more happier when they turn out to be a starter than anyone. Because in the end, I want every one of our players to be stars hell. I hope Kyle Edwards wins three Heisens.
1: That would be that would be star worthy right there. Um, so Jimmy, we don't have a ton of time left because if people don't know this, uh, the way we do this call, we do it through something called Uber Conference, and you only get. 45 minutes uh per call and by the time you and i hook up and figure out we want to start recording we've already wasted 10 minutes and now we've got about 10 minutes left and because i'm talking about the process here i'm wasting another minute but i do want you to talk about some of the other guys we're looking at i know you mentioned um zach evans from down in texas and i I mean i think it sounds like alabama's kind of moved on from that and in fact i'm seeing more crystal balls to lsu than anybody
0: yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with his recruitment, but I don't think Alabama's involved. I can't sit here and say, hey, I got news that Alabama dropped him or I got news that he dropped Alabama. I just know it doesn't look like Zach Evans and Alabama are going to work out, and I don't think we're losing a lot of sleep over it. I think if Alabama adds a guy, it's going to be a running back that's committed to Oklahoma named Jace McClellan, um, who's very good. He's in the Zach. He's elite. He, he Here's a kid who's going to be rated higher than Roy Dell Williams and probably with good with good reason. McClellan's pretty big time. He's been committed to Oklahoma for quite a while. He's running back from Texas, good player. I think is strongly considering flipping from Oklahoma to Alabama. That doesn't mean he will. To be honest, if I, if I was told today, hey, bet bet fifty bucks, is it going to happen? I would say no. But it it very well could. Uh, so McClellan's the one to keep an eye on. I think if it's not McClellan, I don't think Alabama's going to take a third back. I I read some excitement the other day about some new name, a senior having a big season somewhere from Georgia, I think, and you watch the tape, and you're like, man, this kid's pretty good, but Alabama's not going to take a third running back in this class unless it's a total badass, and the only badass it appears that we're involved with is McClellan, so watch for McClellan, though I doubt it happens. Or I I, I think say, that's I doubt it happens. I think it's less than fifty percent. Put it that way. Okay. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. Yep. what what's what's that girl's name in Dumb and Dumber? Holly Holly uh Lauren Holly. Lauren Holly. Oh, I started yeah. with Holly. Got a little background. She is a Holly. smoke show.
1: She looks more like a Holly than a Lauren.
0: Yeah, I guess she does. Well, maybe that's why we that's maybe that's what yeah. she she was
1: yeah. She was great. I mean, Lauren's Lauren's can be good looking too, but Holly seems like it would fit her better. Like Holly's got sort of that, you know, sort of nice, um, seasonal, uh, goody goody name. And then you look at her and you're like, wow, she's a smokestack. I mean, that's that. What a one thing about that movie, sexy Holly, you
0: are. (laughs) I'm really good about parroting the lines from Dumb and Dumber, and I do it all the time. There's several lines that movie I use almost every day about something. But let me get this straight. Her, her husband is kidnapped and held for ransom, and to make herself – she goes on a date with Jeff Daniels? Did that happen in the movie? Her mom was like, don't sit around moping. Go hit the slopes with this guy. He seems fantastic. Her husband is kidnapped and held for ransom.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I think there were a lot of plot holes in that movie. <laughs> you think? Which, in their defense, I don't think they gave a shit. So, uh, I mean, there's that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, Jimmy, we could spend all day picking apart the nuances of what went <laughs> wrong Humber. with Dumb and Dumber.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. I'm quite certain there's a few people tuning in for the first time going, they're calling someone else Dumb and Dumber?
1: That's um uh, you know, there was I'm gonna tell this every night and again I end the show with a story. I'll do that now. There was a guy here at he's dead now, so I mean, you know, I guess I can talk about him. But um yeah, he free. um he used to be the coach at the local junior college here and he was a good golf coach in that he was only a good recruiter i don't think he even played golf himself but he he recruited well and i think he recruited by telling by promising all these guys in australia and europe that hey come here you know to this small town in alabama and i'll give you this this and this and we'll kick a lot of butt and here we go and by the time the the kids flew in well it's kind of too late to fly back and here you are you better start playing golf you know but um he had a couple of good stories he he was infamous for screwing up cliches or words and um he said um he he, he said one time that uh he said man man that that putt was so close it hit the hole and did a complete 190 and I was like, God Almighty, would you have a protractor? How the hell did you know that? <laughs> and plus, you don't do a complete – even if it was a 180, it just went over the hole. But um,
0: A 180 is uh,
1: not even that bad of a lip out. Yeah, it's not that – it, he just putted it too hard. Um, but the other story about him and – there, and there, there was a story about him when he was dating a girl who went to Alcoholics Anonymous or, or no, went to rehab and when she got out of rehab he greeted her like anybody would greet somebody coming out of rehab What's he greeted mirror? her and two bottles of champagne and <laughs> uh, you know you just can't make that up but um and i mean and he saw nothing wrong with that i mean that's the it's and just the just other just story about him and i've got to i got to make it quick cuz we're about to lose our time but one time he was at the the local country club and every, all like um my dad and some other folks were all playing cards and uh he they were playing blackjack and this guy got an ace and a 9 and in his head, it just made 10 instead of 20. And that's, you know, I've seen people do that before, but he just said, hit me. So he gets a two and then he gets a 10 and he busts and he, you know, loses a hundred bucks or whatever. And he goes, oh no. And he puts his head down and hits the table about, you know, he didn't mean to hit it that hard. And when he did it, it, it immediately made like a goose egg on his forehead and everybody kind of fell out on the floor laughing. Well, meanwhile, um, and somebody else walks in as everybody's laughing and goes, what's so funny. And the guy says, Well, I'll tell you what's so funny. You know, he's kind of kind of pissed off about the whole situation. He said, I had an ace and a nine. I thought it was 10. So I hit it and then I busted and I lost all my money. And then I put my head down. And when he went to put his head down, he didn't give it. And the guy put a bloody Mary right in front of where he had hit his head. So when he bit down, it made he he hit the glass. So hard that it made a circle of blood around the knot on his head, <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody fell out again. You know, I mean, you, Dad said busted the whole card game up. and Said nobody could even breathe, so they had to quit playing.
0: <laughs> but that's that's, that's wow. downtown, you know. That's 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 what ha- that's what happens in the big city. That's what happens in the big Alex city.
1: Um, <laughs> that's exactly right. All right, so Jimmy. Uh, I guess all we can say is roll tide, everybody. We will have another podcast for Friday. I don't. We I promised we would cut it today. I don't think we're going to cut it today. It'd probably be cut tomorrow and then posted on Friday. But uh, hey, appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, some folks have been retweeting us and liking it, and y'all just keep it up. We appreciate all the listenership, and you guys are the best. Roll tide, roll tide, everybody.